Welcome to Inside the Gridiron with Jack Borowski on Podsource, your home for all things NFL-related. Welcome into the Inside the Gridiron podcast. I'm your host, Jack Borowski. On this episode, I'm fortunate to be joined by A.J. Vaynerchuk. A.J. is a co-founder of both Vayner Sports and Vayner Media and is one of the top sports agents in the entire country. A.J. represents the likes of Allen Robinson, Leonard Williams, and quarterback Kyle Allen, just to name a few. A.J., thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thanks, Jack. I'm happy to be here. To start... AJ, I think it's really interesting, no matter the profession, on how one decides to get into that field. So for you, AJ, what point did you decide, all right, I want to become an NFL agent? Yeah, um, I think I have a bit of a unique story in the sense that my path towards becoming an agent is one that I don't think is, uh, has been done very often. You know, I think more commonly the sports agent path goes through internships or entry-level job at a sports agency and, and growing into that role, whether that's getting promoted within the company or going out and taking what you learn and starting your own. But for me, mine actually started after my first act within my career. Um, you know, out of school, I started VaynerMedia, as you mentioned, uh, a social at the time a social media, but now a full-service ad agency along with my brother Gary. And um, I was the chief operating officer of that business from 09 to 16, so from age 22 to 29. And um, I then, after that run, took a sabbatical. And so my original intent was to take a year off, but during my early, you know, first few months of being off from work and enjoying time with my family and and myself, I kind of got bored. And one of the things that kind of kept me active and kept me connected was that in addition to running the agency, I also had a background as an angel investor slash venture capitalist. And so, you know, I had a bunch of investments that I still had that were active after I left VaynerMedia, one of which was um, my business partner, Brian's uh, sports agency. And, you know, his agency, Symmetry, um, that he co-founded along with another friend, uh, Mook Williams, was small, boutique. And as far as my investment went, it was one of my lower and smaller checks. But I found in those first couple of months during my sabbatical that it was that business that I was the most interested in and wanted to stay most connected to. And probably two to three months into my sabbatical, I realized that that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my career. So uh, cut my sabbatical short, only did four months off, approached Brian and, and Mook and bought a majority interest in that company, rebranded to Vayner Sports and never looked back. And for you, AJ, getting into the business, what were your initial expectations? You know, I think I probably had a little bit of a better understanding than most. Uh, like I said, one, I was already, um, I was nearly 30. I had already had a first act in my career. Uh, VaynerMedia and Vayner Sports are similar in the sense that they're service-based businesses. So while the media company was more focusing on servicing a Fortune 500 client, this is servicing an athlete. But again, it's just, you know, humans and services at the end of the day. And then Growing up a massive sports fan and always having an interest in the business side of sports, you know, I was the kid, like I'm sure a lot of agents and team executives that probably when they played Madden spent more time in franchise mode than actually playing the game. And so between that, uh, you know, Gary and I sold a piece of the media agency to Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, and through that, you know, got familiar with the other side of the house and 
was lucky enough to develop a relationship with Mike Tannenbaum, who was running the Dolphins at the time. And he's been a bit of a mentor of mine as I got into Vayner Sports. So, you know, I think from what I've experienced versus what I expected, it, it hasn't been too distant. You know, the disconnect wasn't really there. And I, I think I've gotten everything I've signed up for. And for you, AJ, I know you mentioned more of the venture capitalists. All right, I'm going to invest in an agency. But who was your first client uh, and how did you end up signing him? So it's a little bit tricky in the sense that when I first started Vayner Sports, I was not a certified agent. And so my original intent starting Vayner Sports was that I would be the CEO, the operator, the financier, oversee marketing, and let the agents be the agents. But after a little while, um, you know, I kind of didn't want to do that anymore in the sense that I felt like a lot of the what I wanted to get involved with was the actual agent side of things. And if you're not a certified agent, when it comes to going out and signing a player, there's a ton of red tape, right? Um, and so I actually went ahead and got certified um, about two years into Vayner Sports existing. So I've been certified for the last, call it 16 months, I believe it's been. And so in that regard, I would say realistically, the first client that I personally signed, you know, outside of the confines of Vayner Sports as a whole was uh, was Derek Morgan, who's now retired. But you know, Derek was somebody that I'm the lead agent for, and I was the lead agent for all, ever since I was certified. And I think you know that was a situation where you know Derek, being a veteran and really understanding you know where he was in his career and what he was looking to accomplish post career. You know, at the time when we signed him, he wasn't sure whether he was going to play after his contract expired or not. But I think he just really felt a fit with me, given my unique background and the on and off the field capabilities and network that I provided. AJ, like you've mentioned, VaynerMedia, it brings a unique aspect to your sports agency. Tell us a little bit about the involvement that VaynerMedia has in Vayner Sports. You know, VaynerMedia in a lot of ways, um, is not directly involved with Vayner Sports in the sense that there are kind of um, lines and divisions and we make sure we don't really overlap or mix things up between the two companies. But I'll give you an example of one instance where, you know, just me being uh, a, a part owner in both of those companies plays a nice role and helps our clients is um, one of our clients at VaynerMedia is Sabra Hummus. And Sabra did a massive campaign around the Super Bowl. And, you know, within that campaign, they wanted to get some athletes to promote. So they did a Super Bowl commercial, but then they also had hundreds of micro-influencers um, promote the campaign as well. And so we were able to tie in some of our clients to do content on Instagram around the campaign. And I think that's just an example where because VaynerMedia has all these great brands that we work with, when there's opportunities and desires to work with our type of clientele, Vayner Sports is obviously a seamless uh, entry into that. Exactly. And then AJ talking about, I think an important aspect, obviously being an agent is the recruiting side of things. Since being certified 16 months ago, how do you go about your recruiting? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. I think that for me, it's, you know, it's still very early on, right? I've only been recruiting for 16 months. And while that's a long time, I think in the grand scheme, it's super early in the process. And 
There's uh, tons of other agents and I, I saw within your podcast, you've inter- interviewed other agents that have been doing this a lot longer than I have. And so one, I would say that probably the main staple of my recruitment process is to not be overly religious about my initial beliefs in the sense that maybe something I thought was true 16 months ago, I need to have the ability and the conviction to change my mind and maybe change it multiple times. So I, I would say my overall emphasis is to allow my recruiting um, process and tactics and approach to be ever evolving. I'm always one to kind of uh, question what I've done and you know, overanalyze what worked and what didn't work. And then I think another part of it too is you can't treat, you know, it's not a cookie cutter business. These are people making decisions that impact their careers. And so uh, a major part of it is really doing the research and, and doing a lot of listening to understand what the individual is looking for, what he and his family are looking for. And, you know, if it's something that I think that I slash Vayner Sports can fulfill, I then work tirelessly to figure out how I can best show, illustrate, and convey that I think I and we are the best option. Um, the last thing I'll say is that part of my recruiting approach is to also focus on where I think I can actually win. Um, so again, from that, you know, the research and then maybe an initial phone call and listening, I'm a big believer in identifying individuals that have goals and aspirations both on and off the field. If there's a, if there's a kid that really I don't feel can grasp and really take advantage of what I think the banner platform and network is, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but that I don't think will win and thus I don't pursue it as heavily business models in any industry in general have changed a lot. For Vayner Sports, what is the emphasis that you guys put on social media? Yeah, I mean, obviously, social media is a massive part of my background. And with my brother's personal platform, what he's developed, it's a big deal. I think the biggest thing is, and we really emphasize to the guys, there's no black magic or secret for how to grow on social media. And so, and then in addition, we're, we don't we don't ram it down you know guys' throats in terms of hey you need to be like my brother you need to be all in on social media and so the way we look at social media is that it's a great platform um, it's an opportunity for networking brand building endorsements and we just make sure that it's authentic to that individual and so some of our guys are all over social media some of our guys are really quiet just because they're with Vayner Sports doesn't mean they have to have a million Instagram followers or Twitter followers. I think we'd be hard-pressed not to mention your brother, Gary. How has he helped you? Sure. I mean, as far as my brother goes, you know, he's 11 years older than I am. Uh, He's my best friend. He's my business partner. He's my mentor. And so, you know, I think leaving VaynerMedia in the first place, he was amazing as far as just being supportive. I think my brother had a lot of empathy for what I was going through and what I was seeking. He went through kind of a similar uh, experience when he left day-to-day operations of my father's business to go full-time on VaynerMedia with me. And so I think he understood, you know, and had his own experience, you know, in his late 20s, early 30s of wanting to do something different with his career. So just extremely supportive. Um, You know, I think something that helps with all this is that football and sports is a passion for the both of us. And so I think he looks at Vayner Sports as an outlet where not only he gets to do business with his brother and Hopefully we make tons of money and do really well and all our clients have great success, but it's also one of those passion points for us and hobbies for us. And so he enjoys every aspect of the process. Like Gary goes, Gary's gone to the senior bowl these last two years. 
Um, he went to the combine last year. He's going again this year. So again, this is a business that he really loves and enjoys. And, you know, when he can help, um, he wants to and does. The culture that you guys just have in general at Vayner, what is that like? I think a big aspect of our culture relies on two temples. One is um, just communication and kindness and empathy. I think when you're talking about such a human-driven business, right, like our our entire business is humans, whether that's internally in the staff that we built or the clients that we work with or the teams that we deal with or the brands that we deal with. So, you know, I think just having the right approach to business is a big deal and something we really emphasize. And then two, we really emphasize on innovation. I think that a, a big passion of mine and all businesses that I get involved with, whether it's starting VaynerMedia or being fortunate enough to invest in companies like Uber, Venmo, Snapchat, Slack, et cetera, um, and then with Vayner Sports, it's being different. It's being ahead of the curve. It's being innovative. And so, you know, starting Vayner Sports, I looked at the landscape. I talked to a lot of people. I felt like there was a lot of the same. I thought maybe a player could sit down with 10 different agencies and then really have a hard time differentiating the difference between those 10 outside of their name and client list. And so that's another big pillar of the culture that we're building. There's a lot of agencies we know competition has grown tremendously. What do you feel gives you guys an advantage or makes you a little bit different than the rest of the crowd? I think one aspect is, you know, I think a lot of times when a, a player has to look at an agency, there's kind of these two buckets. It's the football side with the contract and, and the football knowledge. And then there's the marketing side. And um, some agencies offer both. A lot of agencies only offer the football or only offer the marketing. Uh, we obviously offer both. But then I think the comma to that is that I think there's a lot of aspects that we fill in between. So, you know, one example is one of my clients uh, recently brought me an early stage venture capital deal that was brought to him. And, you know, what was fun for me was to go over that presentation with him and explain, you know, one, the, the industry that they were attacking and, you know, the business plan and, and what to look for when evaluating whether a company will succeed or not. But then two, also going into the details of the actual investment, right? Talking about what is a convertible note? What is a cap on that note? What are the investment terms? What is the minimum investment? Uh, understanding the right questions to ask the entrepreneurs. What is their background? What were their successes? What were their failures? And so I think that's just one example where I think our overall network and our business acumen is super unique. And then the other thing too that I'm really emphasizing and I care about is that when, um, when a player signs with Vayner Sports, as long as there's that mutual respect between both sides and both sides give it their all and, and really try to be a great partnership. We want our partnerships to extend beyond the playing career. And so, you know, I'm proud of a lot of the work that we've done for some guys uh, like Derek Morgan and Walter Powell and what they've been doing, even though we, um, you know, even though they're no longer active players that we're collecting a commission off of. And so I think that's another part of it where I've had countless conversations with former players that keep no relationship with their agents. And I'm not blaming the agents. You know, I don't know many professions where, you know, the, the professional service provider is providing services well beyond the time period in which they're being paid. But we just think it's something that um, is unique to us, is unique to our platform and something we're going to focus on. It is such a unique industry in that you get in guys in their 20s who are making millions of dollars. So for you, how would you describe the player-agent relationship? I think it's so individualized. I, I look at you know, each player that I'm the lead agent for, 
um, I have a different relationship with all those guys. And I think, you know, one of the main tent poles is communication, right? And I think every individual has a different level of how frequent they want to communicate and how they want to communicate. Some guys will want to only text because they don't feel like picking up the phone. Other guys are terrible with their text messages and miss phone calls. Some guys want to talk every day. Some guys want to talk once a month. It's one of those things where, you know, I think some guys are looking for more of a friendship. Some guys are looking for more of a professional service provider, like they would treat an accountant or a lawyer. And so it really, really ranges. And I think at the end of the day, it ends up being a cocktail of all those components mixed up in their own unique recipe for each individual client. The idea of having an agent. We know guys like Richard Sherman and Lamar Jackson have gone their separate ways, but why is it so important to have an agent? Yeah, you know, I think it's interesting. And I, I think I understand why guys like Richard wanted to move away from the notion of needing an agent. Um, but, you know, I think one of the aspects is I think a really difficult part of representing yourself is the analogy of kind of like you should never be your own doctor. There's an emotional element when it comes to trying to represent yourself. And I think that could be very dangerous, right? I think that an important aspect of representing a player in terms of the decision making is, you know, I think the best decisions in business get done without emotion. And I think it's nearly impossible for any individual who represents themselves to make a business decision as it pertains to football, as it pertains to negotiating with the team or multiple teams without allowing personal beliefs and emotions of their own play to get in the way. And so I think that's actually the biggest reason why a player should have an agent. And I just think the key is that they need to have a great agent and a competent agent. AJ, in terms of the negotiations that you just mentioned, uh, on the other side, we just see reports from Schefter, and we don't really get to know the ins and outs of what's going on. So being that you are in in those stages with the teams, what is it like negotiating an NFL contract? You know, at the end of the day, these are just men and women on the other side of the table that are working within their own set of parameters and there's a market and there's a cap and things of that nature. And so, you know, for me, I actually take, I actually really enjoy working within the confines of the NFL because one of the benefits of working in the NFL is um, all the information is available, right? As an NFLPA agent, we have access to the database where I can look at every single contract and every single detail, you know, at a player's position by their age, things of that nature. And so one of the nice things about negotiating an NFL contract is that, all the data is there at your hands and you just have to be uh, strong enough to, to compile it, digest it and disseminate it in a logical fashion that makes sense for, you know, your individual players contract negotiation. So, uh, you know, with VaynerMedia, when negotiating with these Fortune 500 companies, there's not a database that tells me the, and gives me the exact contract that, you know, say uh, Mountain Dew has had with every single agency they've ever worked with. It's more of a black box. So that's one of the advantages, I think, of being an NFL agent working within the union. Do you think having that experience, though, with VaynerMedia working there helped you a lot with your negotiations in terms of transferring it over to the NFL contracts? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think um, some of the clients that I had to deal with, you know, when you're talking PepsiCo's and Unilever's and Chase Banks, those businesses are larger than all 32 NFL teams combined. And so, 
yeah, I think, uh, you know, at a young age, I got thrown into the big leagues and had to negotiate with some of the largest brands in the world. And, you know, when you look at these NFL teams, not to diminish it, but, you know, at the end of the day, they're two to three to $4 billion companies while VaynerMedia works for companies that are worth hundred, you know, a hundred billion plus. So it was absolutely helpful. I think the term lockout scares everyone involved in football, but for you, what advice would you give your clients heading into the potential lockout? And what would you want to see in the CBA for NFL agents? Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, with the players, I think first and foremost, and I'll give the players association credit for this. It's not about, you know, talking about it now, right? Like for any client that's been in a league these last two, three years, we've been talking about this lockout for a while. And so it's just about being prepared about understanding the ramifications of what it means to, you know, not get that paycheck. You know, I think one of the trickiest things for the association is the the owner's side, they just need to get 32 owners on the same page and all 32 owners are financially secure. On the player side, you know, we need, at, we're talking about 1,500 plus players with all different levels of financial security and getting them all on the same page. So I think that's one of the aspects, but for our players, we're constantly emphasizing that you know, it's coming and we need to be smart. We need to be saving money. And, you know, one of the other things too, is that I think it's an opportunity for the players. You know, if a lockout does come, you know, I think that it's an opportunity for the players. You don't want to just sit on the couch waiting for the the league to come back. And so, you know, it's an extended off season and it's opportunities to build your business network and, and build your brand. And so that, that's the focus as far as what, you know, we want to see on the agent side for the players. I think there's a, a long, long list. It's something that's been discussed a ton. I think, you know, there's, there's a few key things and I won't drill down to whether they'll get accomplished or not, but obviously the overall piece of the pie, um, you know, increasing the guaranteed nature of contracts. I think, I think the franchise tag is a major issue as far as the market goes. And so those are just a few of the quick things. And, um, you know, obviously the number of games is a big discussion point that owners are pushing, you know, one more game added. Um, so we'll see what that's all about, but, um, it'll be interesting to see where it all nets out. We're at a point in the season, AJ, pre-draft season. What's it like? You mentioned you and your brother, Gary, going to the Senior Bowl Combine. What are those like for you? Uh, they're busy. <laughs> you know, I think uh, I'll talk about the Combine coming up in less than two weeks. We, uh, Vayner Sports has seven Combine participants. We have additional six players that are not in the Combine, but will have their pro days. So we have a 13-player draft class, and so you know, the combine is a time where there's gonna be a lot going on. We make an effort to see senior level officials from all 32 teams to discuss, you know, the draft class. And then, you know, free agencies about a, a little over a month away. And we have six unrestricted free agents and one restricted free agent. So those types of experiences, you know, they're fun. Um, I think the thing that I love most about what I do for work is that it's the, the realest combination of fun and work where, you know, my job is to just talk about and negotiate and analyze uh, football all day. AJ, for our last question, most kids, when you talk, who were, like you said, doing Madden franchise mode all day long, high school, college students who want to become NFL agents, what advice would you give to them? I think the best piece of advice, honestly, it's, it's all about relationships. So, the more you can network, the more you can make an impression on the people that are the gatekeepers that open up those doors. Um, that matters. I think relationships with players matters. So, you know, I think 
advice, I guess the advice I'm going to give is a little bit of context. And this isn't meant to be a negative person or a downer, but the, the dichotomy of how many people want to be a sports agent and work at a sports agency versus how many available positions actually exist. It's just such a massive gap. And so you just got to be mindful that there are hundreds of super smart guys and girls that are applying for these jobs and there might be one opening available. And so it's just a super competitive landscape. You need to find a way to differentiate. And I think the best way to differentiate is through uh, relationships. That's the way the world works. That was AJ Vaynerchuk from Vayner Sports. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast and best of luck this upcoming draft season. Thanks, Jack. I appreciate it. You just listened to Inside the Gridiron with Jack Borowski on PodSource. If you liked what you heard, be on the lookout for more inside scoop into the NFL. Also, follow the show on Twitter at the gridiron underscore NFL for all things football related. This is Jack Borowski signing off.